You're listening to The Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and A-Love. They're here to make you come on a journey with them as they indulge you in all of your naughtiest thoughts while navigating sex with nonchalance and a whole lot of Crisco, of course. You're listening to the Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and Ayla. What's up, everyone? Yay! We have a special guest here with you today, and Aaron is about to tell you all about him. We are here tonight with our social media guru, Joe Anthony Merrick. Did I say your last name right? I'm oh, you gave the whole ass this. name. Well, that's, that's our... That's, Isn't it like Myrick? It's Myrick, but a lot of people say Merrick. You should have asked Felicia. I should have asked Felicia. You did that wrong. It's, it's, it's the Irish part of me that wants to call it Merrick. Merrick. <laughs> so, Joe, you founded Uplift United. Uh, it's a podcast network, right? Am I correct? Podcast network, essays, artwork, yeah. And your flagship is uh, the Mental Health Check-In Podcast, right? Yes. Which we were on. I think. Yes, we yeah. were both guests on <laughs> in the last... It was about two months ago, was it? COVID time really flies. It's oh like dog years or some shit like that, I swear. Yeah, it's, it's about to be March. And I think that was like the first week of January, like season two premiere, something like that. Ooh, Ooh, we were your premiere. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. Did you get any listenership on that or not? No. It, not at first, but it kind of like ramped up. I don't know what happened. Like it, it made me feel like the algorithm was kind of like kind of messing with this episode. But then it just kind of ramped up in like mid or early February for no reason. Nice. I'm, awesome. That's awesome. Well, good. I'm glad we got you a couple <laughs> listens here and there. Well, thank you for coming on our podcast. Obviously, you're somebody that's behind the scenes normally with the screw, and we appreciate you coming out from the shadows to give us your lovely voice and a little bit of your time. Because not only do you do our social media, but you have an interesting online presence, but you also have an interesting sexuality that I would like to discuss I shouldn't say interesting. I just mean something that we don't normally have on our show. I don't think we've ever had. We've never had. We've ne- So, okay, so you're our token asexual. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe, but you are now our token asexual. So well, welcome to our podcast. Someone <laughs> had to do it. We've talked about asexuality on we the have, show before. Right. Yeah. We've talked about the, you know, sort of the myths behind it and what other people sort of kind of combat the ideas about and, their, you know, what the disconnect is with people understanding yeah. So what does it mean to you? Right, exactly. To me, it just means that I just don't really get sexually attracted to people. Like I still pursue romance, go on dates and stuff like that. But I, it, it doesn't click in my head that I want to have sex with someone. Interesting. When did you realize that you were asexual or when did you find the term for it? I know that a lot of people struggle with understanding, like, why do I seem like I feel different than what my peers are presenting as as far as their sexuality and like being very, bo- you know, boastful about it, if you will. Absolutely. So when was it that you it clicked in your head where you're like, I'm into people. I'm just not into people on that level. I think it, it might have been high school. I think that was the first time I saw a definition online. And as soon as I saw a definition, I was kind of like, that kind of makes sense for me. Like I was never... Well, at first when I heard it, I kind of thought that maybe it's just an itch I haven't scratched. Like, maybe I actually need to pursue it and then I'll feel differently. Then I pursued it, experienced it, and I'm like, oh, it's 
still kind of there. I don't really. And then that's also when I noticed that there's a difference between having sex and being sexually attracted. Because another thing about asexual is that some asexuals have sex, some don't. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're sexually attracted to someone, but different asexuals have sex for different reasons. Interesting. I don't know if I've ever heard of asexuals having sex. I don't think just because, you know, from what I've come across in information, no one that I like follow online or anything like that ever talks about that side. So that's really interesting that that's something new I've learned today. Yeah. I mean, I've had other asexual friends certainly talk about exploration, you know, in in terms of trying to like see like about the intimacy of being vulnerable and naked and, and, you know, if not like entirely sexual, at least intimate on like that kind of level. But, you know, it's, I I think that's, you know, where we always end up getting in trouble with like the labels game, right? Like they're even amongst all, True, the, right. That's quote unquote identities. There's such variety like floating there. Like it's hard to say an asexual looks like this, right? right. <laughs> it's the same thing as saying like a lesbian can never have had sex with a man. Like right. what does not make them a lesbian, right? So right. it's it's that same kind of But but that's that's where it is becomes like even more interesting to me. Like, you know, like I, I'm definitely a firm believer that there's a lot of ways like human beings can like um you know, kind of engage and interact and be like intimate and and familiar with one another, Um, you know, and, and, you know, I also am like very, you know, political and I try to think of things in a political context and we've grown up in in cultures and society that have have had very conflicting and confusing messages around sex and sexuality and no real catalyst of just letting people be kind of independent and figure that out without somebody having an opinion about it, right? Like, have you suffered any kind of like, uh, you know, negative act, like, response from friends or relatives about having that kind of identification not necessarily it's it's something that i've only really actively talked about recently it's something that I kind of kind of felt like i should just kind of keep on the back burner kind of if not ignore then just kind of just not really divulge it because well for one thing like there were so many things that i used to think about my day was quote-unquote other like i fall on the neurotypical side of things of uh, autistic uh asthma uh allergic to grass like it's it sucks to be allergic to grass so like oh my goodness oh my goodness it's like a worst case scenario uh, you were probably in the house a lot is my yeah yeah like well well like growing up i was in the house a lot just because like it was a combination of kind of being like sheltered growing up and then when i grew out of that sheltering there was like a smidge of agoraphobia i had going on and i didn't really break that until like 19, 18, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm agoraphobic, especially at times, so I definitely understand that a lot. Well, and there, and there, there is like definitely a danger with like identification and labeling to continue the otherizing process, right? Like, you know, how, how much can we dissect ourselves into being different without just like giving up and saying, you know what, we're fucking different. We're queer. We're this. We're that. Like, let's fall under a larger umbrella so we don't feel so isolated under it, right? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So as an asexual, do you identify as queer? Is that something that you, I mean, I, again, I don't want to, you know, harp on labels, but it is important to hear people's sort of um, what they think of themselves so that other people that hear it kind of understand, you know, Absolutely. the different layers and levels to it. Absolutely. Yes, I do. There's also just, um, I would also identify as pan and I guess like 
paired romantic. Like the word romantic uh, like, is always like like a little eh to me. Romance is very eh to me, so I just kind of just say pan. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I mean, there is like kind of a a supreme openness in that way, right? Like it's a very like <laughs> a very heart centered kind of. Uh, era-centered kind of thing like about love and about like that kind of broader affection and care for one another without you know having an occupation necessarily with like sex and that kind of level of intimacy like I I do absolutely I think I mean intimacy is in so many forms and anybody that thinks that it's it has to revolve around sex is just silly so I I appreciate asexuality in that way where I Obviously, you know, I'm not asexual in any capacity, clearly, but at the same time, I respect it in that way where I understand that that romance could totally fulfill all of my needs and and more. And maybe my needs aren't the same as yours, but at the same time, like I do understand that level of. You know, there there's different levels of intimacy and romance Absolutely. and stuff like that, and I feel well, like there's like a superior level that is just mental sometimes. Well, and not to the sidetrack too much, but I think sex workers understand that more than like anybody. That at some point, like what you notice and most like clients and and people that reach out for some sort of intimacy on that level is ultimately they want somebody to talk to ultimately they want somebody to like check in and care for them because they're they're not having access (laughs) (laughs) there you go (laughs) what are some of the things um some of the stereotypes you run into that you find to be false and for the record i'm only asking these questions you know these are questions that i know have been presented to me about asexuality so that's why i'm asking them obviously i i we both sort of know where you fall on these but i just want to make sure everybody that's listening can get some understanding and insight into a little bit more behind the scenes of it if you will okay and um well i guess the big stereotype is kind of one that we kind of talked about already just that the stereotype that asexuals don't have sex which isn't necessarily true some people have some asexuals have sex just because they want to scratch an itch so to speak others they kind of see it as kind of like like um trade-off sounds like a bad word but kind of like in the same way in like a domestic relationship you may not necessarily want to uh take out the trash but makes your partner happy and you're not necessarily opposed to it and you would consent to it just because hey it makes them happy and it makes your body happy in different ways Right. Yeah. It yeah. Makes, and it makes you happy to make them happy, sort of thing. Yeah. Right. right. I think that's a layer of it that a lot of people don't really divulge a lot yeah. into is that, that, that there is a healthy way to have it be an exchange without it being the same way some people pay money to have sex with somebody they wouldn't yeah. normally be able to have sex with. It's just, so it's like you took out the trash, you can have access to my body tonight because mentally <laughs> that appeases me to appease mm-hmm. you. Or, you know, I'm, I'm making it very low well, level, well, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, you, you nailed it. Yeah. This like you know you may not want to fucking blow your partner or like have oral sex every time but like if you know that that's like an important part of how yeah. the int- intimacy my cotton is ass mouth oh my <laughs> I have biotin by the sink dry mouthwash just by the bed right. five packs of fucking right. sour patch kids right. all because my uh, my mouth is always dry and I'm like right. I'm so well, sorry. It's, it's, it's a broader thing that ultimately we talk about all the like individual acts that people can have in sex but like two partners who are interested in pleasure pleasure is a 
totally different conversation because right. pleasure is a very individualized, tailor-made thing. And, and we start speaking on pleasure terms. It's not simply like who is a top or a bottom or what is your sexuality? It's really like, how do you receive pleasure? I've been to like fucking massages and like, you know, meditation ceremonies that have brought me more pleasure than some of my sexual experiences. Course, so, yeah. you know, like it really is relative to what kind of like experience you're wanting to have a as a person. A lot of people receive mental pleasure mm-hmm. more than so therefore that whole exchange sometimes is more mentally honestly, getting you mm-hmm. off if you will right mm-hmm. which right. another misconception i'd like to talk about if you don't mind this is might be too much i might be asking you to answer <laughs> too many questions. i'm like speak for all asexuals um do, do asexuals masturbate do they enjoy physical pleasure is that i'm sure that's something that you probably get asked when people yeah. have the balls I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's just like sex. Some people masturbate for different reasons. Sometimes it's just, uh, again, kind of scratching it. Something like you may feel like you have to for every reason. Other times it's just the way that the body works sometimes. And just speaking from, I guess, a man's perspective, boners hurt and you just want to get rid of them sometimes. Right. It's a fi- Well, <laughs> right. And women have blue labia is what I call it. It's, it's the same idea. You know, you right. the blood rushes to the same kind of area mm-hmm. and yeah. you, need a, you need relief in some way. So mm-hmm. understood. So it's a physiological thing as well as sometimes mental or physical or whatever you so. That's a misconception I know a lot of people don't talk about, but I'm, I'm appreciative that you answered it because yeah. a lot of people are comfortable saying, yeah, no, sometimes I literally just have to like evacuate my ball sack. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very healthy to do. And please, everybody do so. Well, thank you. Thank you for answering, um, you know, and being very like open with us. I do appreciate it. You know, we, we are a sex podcast. You know that like, we, <laughs> We talk a lot of dirty things on this thing. And like, I am always interested in like making sure we understand as much as we can understand because we are about information and especially information around sexuality, which is sorely lacking. And we are all experiencing life and times together. So we should understand the variety of what we're all experiencing. And like, I think that will actually help us maybe be able to find more people to interact with and have those experiences with, you know, because that's. Yeah. That should be, you know, I don't know. That's that's probably what I'm interested in in the world. So I want to hear more about your podcast. Yeah, itself. absolutely. I know I've been a guest on it. Was what? very drunk. <laughs> I do remember the convos, but what inspired you to like? Yeah, get so that it's going? a mental health check-in podcast. Which mm-hmm. bravo to you. Well, yeah. What inspired you, and what do you bring to the table in this podcast that you find is lacking out there in other ones? Oh, what inspired it was a, a little thing called severe depression. That was a very fun period during a uh, quarantine. And more than anything, like the severe depression, it kind of like hit me in a way where I was like, I want to get to the root of why I'm feeling like this. But more than anything, I want to create something where other people don't feel as terrible as I do. So like I thought just making this platform for the masses here could be someone's step one to therapy, so to speak. And we're like 25, 26 episodes deep and I've gotten some good feedback from it. So it seems like it's helping some people. I guess on that point, it kind of, in a weird way, this does kind of like go back to asexuality as well, because like what kind of put me in a severe depression was just a really bad friend breakup. And that's another thing that's really interesting. Like we were talking about intimacy on like a mental level, like it's, 
it really it strengthens platonic relationships, I guess. Like I've been in romantic relationships that kind of just end or gone through breakups. And I'm just something's like shrug my shoulders at, but like a friend breakup like that, that would have me reeling just because uh-huh. you, I, I guess because there is no sexual intimacy. It's a, when you lose someone who you form like a strong mental connection with, like you feel like you're missing something. Like, I'm not sure if I'm making, does that make sense? No, it does. Well, I mean, Aaron and I are a great example of that. We have been intimate zero times without it having to be for a work-related reason. And we have a serious intimate, beyond intimate connection that we've explained multiple times. But, you know, it's a very, like, like I know when he's hurting. He knows. It's almost like a weird twin fucking weird soul thing. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. But it's something where, like... You know, no matter what, whatever you're going through, you take time apart, you guys get brought back together. So when you do lose a piece of that, that's like a piece of yourself. You know what yeah. I mean? So like I like I can't fathom <laughs> losing you as a friend. No. As Aaron cries. I know. Aaron's hormonal this week before the Absolutely. Absolutely. As his partner laughs. Absolutely. Absolutely true. Um, we're all a little watery-eyed so, right I now. I mean, so, like, I'm a, like, I'm a big polyam person, right? So, in polyamory, like, it's really, like, you talk about, like, all of your relationships as, like, on this spectrum, right? There is no, there is no romance, um, uh, starva- there's no starvation economy with friendships or intimate relationships, right? It's all about, we, we should have an infinite amount of care for the people who have an infinite amount of care for us, right? And, like, that hierarchy is with friendships, it's with romantic and sexual relationships and it's it's something that like, I've always subscribed to I've chosen family as a huge thing and right. you know I'm like emotional I recently lost like a legacy friend like someone who that like since like fucking puberty time I've known you know and like and like that is a harsh thing yeah I feel like particularly sad when friendships end in a way that I you know I'm like yeah relationships like if you do that like in whatever way that's free and honest they they either survive forever or they run their course in a beautiful way and hopefully you can stay connected to them on a new level right (laughs) friendships in the end it's like there's no evolution it's over (laughs) you're now like a friend well you replace a partner with another partner you don't replace a friend necessarily with another friend right especially because you know you're looking for xyz in a partner you're not saying oh i'm looking for xyz in a friend i can go on an app and go on a friend site and find these people you know that's a harder process honestly becoming friends after your 24th birthday with anyone out there is hard you have to either have a job where you see a lot of people right you have to have a pastime where you see a lot of people and then those things get muddy and sticky when you do involve your love life or romance so you know it's losing a friend especially after the age of like 30 is like fucking that's tough it's brutal it's really tough Sorry, it didn't. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I mean, to like, us. like it's a war works going. I'm so sorry. No, so 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 that like one of the things that made you start thinking about getting involved in in what you're doing with the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And it was just uh, the depression and just me deciding that I want to create something so no one really has to feel as bad as I do. 
Yeah. Oh, that's like a sweet, but also <laughs> what a horribly sad. Right. Like, that's the most depressingly sweet thing I've ever, ever heard. <laughs> this nah. podcast was created on tears and love. <laughs> but, but what beautiful and what real thing. That's what, like, right. that's what people are feeling, you know? It's, 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 you know, if we can't, like, now be honest, like, in these, in these uncertain times. <laughs> in these uncertain oh times. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's the number of times yeah. I've heard it is, like, beyond. But, um, but, but. Yeah, we have to be honest in these times. And it's, it's nice to have an outlet. I know we have yeah. to screw, but for a while we were on hiatus, you know. And so I felt like coming back and doing it again also helped us as well you know yeah, it gives absolutely. us a thing to do I mean obviously with the NQO stuff rolling out there's lots of things to do now. right exactly. but at, you know even a couple months ago when we were still sort of you know you were working I was working we didn't really have that like yeah. creative juice flowing through us and then finally we got back to it and it's really nice it's mentally um Rewarding. Know, it's like yeah. therapeutic. Yeah. yeah, we were just saying like the weekly meetings, like you know, Leon and I were talking about. Just like it makes you feel like you know you have something to look forward to in a way that like I didn't think would feel that way. <laughs> I'm like really excited that it does. Like when things don't feel like a chore, when they feel like they're an addition to your life, that's like how I feel. The best way to know you're on the right track, <laughs> you know. Like if that's, that's not true. the answer, fuck it. I don't know what the answer is. So. Right. Like I plan like an uber around the meeting <laughs> like, sorry in an uber by you know i actually wanted to right. so yeah and, yeah and but so thank you also while we're here joe for being a yeah, great you for... addition to our team yeah uh, you're like the even keeled chill motherfucker that's just like yeah i got a sick idea though hold on I know. You have, right, every time you open your mouth, like, I have to take another page of notes. I'm like, all right, now I'm going to ask Joe. And then, like, I really love everything that you say. And I'm, like, writing it down, like, for Yeah, you're like, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but you're, like, that quiet killer in the corner. You're just, like... And exactly. then all of a sudden you're like, I have a page of things that I need. Yeah. To yeah, I have to say thank you so much for sharing your creativity. Like, yeah, I mean, you yep. thank you for having me. My job away, and I needed that. So thank you so goddamn <laughs> much. Yeah. Um, you do a great job with it, and I didn't have even half of the creativity that you're doing right now. I mean, so I'm stoked. On absolutely, sure. you're you're the biggest reason the screw has been able to like start recording more regularly. Like, I right, be I've been honest. able to actually like, like do the screws posts. Absolutely, yeah. Posts and like, like, <laughs> one post, like and record the podcast. <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> um, and get progressively so, more drunk. So so um so Joe, you live in Michigan, like um it's the it's in Detroit, neighborhood in Detroit. Am I correct? So yeah, yeah how do you say it? it's like Puka Saka something. Hammer truck, hammer hammer time. Oh, hammer truck, hammer ham tramp. That that's the one. That's the one. ham sandwich. Ham sandwich. <laughs> I love ham. No, but really. <laughs> ham tramic. Ham tramic. Yes. Is that where you're from originally? Always. Uh, I was born in Detroit, but we kind of moved over here when I was three or four, just because that's where all the schools I was at was. And Wait, so you're not in Detroit. You're outside of Detroit. It's like right it's next to Detroit. It's Detroit. You're in Detroit. <laughs> I mean, like greater like, Detroit. <laughs> the greater Detroit region. 
pretty much on paper. Most podcasts will interview will interrupt you twenty four times. <laughs> it's all good. Um, on paper, it it's Hamtramck. It's its own city, but like if you go around, Hamtramck is like five square miles, and you just take five steps outside, and you're already in Detroit. So. Okay. Okay. Right. So it's like being in like Staten Island and saying you're from the city. You can't get from the city. (laughs) (laughs) You might gotta take a ferry in the subway. We are gonna wait. Is it? We're gonna get. Wait. Isn't your boyfriend in Staten Island? Fuck my boyfriend. I love you, my boyfriend. If you're listening. Oh my gosh. No, Hamtramck, you're in Detroit. So what was it like growing up in that area? I mean, you're also our first and first token Detroiter. Detroiter? Detroiter. Um, uh, it's very diverse. Like Hamtramck has the privilege of being like the only Muslim majority city in America, apparently. So you kind of see oh, people wow. from Yeah. Why? You, you didn't find that when you looked up Ham Tramonips? I don't I don't look into a lot of religious stats. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I didn't know if it was just like the right at the top. No. So you're from Ham Tramic. Ham Tramic, yeah. right? I said it right. Oh sweet. Yes. Um what is it like going to Detroit? Like what tell me about Detroit. Like what's the you know what, what do, do people you go, do? What for do you fun? do? I know like you it's a fucking you're a slightly agoraphobic and it's a pandemic but what do you do sometimes when you go outside <laughs> uh, pre-pandemic it was very much like for some reason like maybe because of my agoraphobia i tried to like spread my wings everywhere so like it'd be a lot of like bar hopping a lot of like theater going a lot of just going to just random places like a lot of times i found myself just driving an hour away to Dearborn or to Grand Rapids just because it's fun to have a destination. Sometimes it would be with friends. Sometimes it would just be by myself because I just love driving to for a destination. It's, Hell yeah. Mm. Me too. Hell yeah. I love that. <laughs> so you've explored a bit of everything there. What do you think of like the queer scene if you've been a part of it at all as far as publicly? Uh, it's not super heavy like if if you want to find a queer scene in detroit or michigan like the biggest is probably ferndale very accepting ferndale like like fern yeah like where the red fern grows ferndale exactly i don't know that reference and i was like oh shit that makes sense (laughs) sorry Yeah, just a very um, accepting queer community over there. Very, very open, too. So it's it's very unique in that regard to the rest of Michigan. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's good to know. I'm sure there's probably listeners that can appreciate that information. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Is there anything that you want to get across to our listeners about anything that you do, anything you're part of, anything that you identify as, you feel inside that we haven't already touched upon or anything you want to elaborate on or pimp while you're here. <laughs> yeah, that's what we usually say, pimp. Um, you know, any messages that you want to get across that maybe we didn't touch upon? Um, okay. Um, I guess we mentioned Uplift United. You can check that out. Uplift United everywhere. UpliftUnited.com. Submission essays open. There's four podcasts out, all sports podcasts, Achiever Effect, check that out. 
uh, wrestling podcast, Slap Scraps, check that out. Self-improvement podcast, Broke Talk, check that out. Um, uh, do what do makes you happy, I guess. Like, to just an overall message to all listeners, just do what makes you happy, because who cares? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. Do whatever the fuck makes you happy. Uh, I, have a, I have a question. So, do you... Do you know, like, do a lot of asexuals, like, watch porn? Some do. It's another case of, like, some do and some don't. I fall in the category of don't just because it, honestly, it bores me to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm offended, Joseph. I'm a big, big written erotica person over visual You will porn. watch my mother catches son for the third time and enjoy it. No, I'm Okay, you like, have my forty dollars like, as soon as this is over. <laughs> forty. Go to jail for seven seventy five. Right now as we speak. Uh, shameless self promotion is not a problem here. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I mean like yeah, I find porno a little boring most of the time too. I'm a big like written erotica guy. I like exposition. I like to hear how do these people know each other? Why do they know each other? Like what is the CD condition that put them where they are? Like Yeah, I, that's why you have a part one, part two, part three. Part <laughs> like, mom catches son again. Mom catches son on the couch. I'm going out for a dinner date. Why are you watching me, son? Part five, you know. The son does not know how to hide. Baby. There's a denouement in there. So I, so I have to I have to ask, what what made you want to get involved with the, this this crazy um, project that that we have over here? Honestly, exactly, exactly. Well, please just talking about our pussy. <laughs> I have to ask. Honestly, just a desire to help, I guess. Like I saw your tweet saying that we need a social media guru, and I'm just like, oh, why not? I'll, I, I can do that. Sure, I'll help. That's awesome. And, well, and, thank you for and helping the, us. And we sure need it. And that's not the only thing you've been doing for us. Obviously, you've been doing some video editing for us and like helping us get our Patreon off the ground. So, like, you know, have to say I appreciate that. Um, do you have any siblings? Uh, I have an older brother. Yes. Oh, rock on, rock on. I see. I like. I'm. A, no, no, no. I asked. I asked for a reason. Like, I'm an only child, so I'm like constantly fascinated, like by like the idea of siblings. Like, I can't. Like, I, it, it's always intriguing to me. Like, you know. Well, also, you could find Felicia fucks her brother part five. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a brother, but I sure do on many. <laughs> I just wanted to round that out. <laughs> Good call, back, yeah. I mean, you know, being being on this group podcast is essentially you're a part of like some sort of many bits advertisements. Yeah, that's true. All right, so well, thank you so much for being on the screw. We today. really appreciate Please it. Please let us know where we can find you online and your podcast and everything you're a part of. Okay. Um. Uh. Wham Bam is Jam everywhere, um, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. Um, you'll probably find me doing a lot of things. I, I just do a lot of stuff, like on top of just NQO stuff and podcast stuff and Uplifting Night stuff. I do modeling, photography, videography, and stuff like that. So you'll see my hands in a lot, on a lot of things. Uh, do mental health check-in podcasts. Um, you can find it on all podcasts and streaming platforms. 
and YouTube. Um, yeah. And we know you'll tag the fuck out of yourself when you do the post for this. So it'll be great. And you can tie your hands on your dick because everybody needs to Thank you again, Joe. We Thank really you. appreciate you being on the podcast, taking your Thanks time out of, of editing all of, of our shit to be on our podcast. And then thank you for uploading this stuff later on online and making it look nice and promoting it. We really appreciate it. <laughs> I we'll have to have you on again, of course, just because you're delightful to talk to. So. Yeah, yeah, if anybody yeah, ever has any more questions, questions about asexuality, feel free to write in to the Screw Podcast on our Twitter or our Instagram, and we can answer your questions through Joe. Hell yeah. We don't yeah. know, which we should ask Joe. We'll do an we're, Ask oh, Joe. Oh, we're going to have an Ask Joe segment. Yeah. I feel like coming along. That would be fun. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Sorry ahead of time. We'll ask you later. Figure it out. <laughs> no, we're already here. I'm in. I'm in. Screw Joe. Anytime. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.